0: Okay. Alright, alright. The story must be told. Whatever. The story must be told. I don't even know why I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. We all know what I'm going to talk about. That's right. Chalms. Yeah, at the 20th Annual Story Golf Outing, as we all know by now, Brother Reed got lost in the woods. Okay? And yeah, while well, I schmoozed it up with A-level celebrities like Katherine Heigl and Howie Mandel. Brother Reed found a child made out of hazy folded wax in a cursed tree. And Brother Reed named him Chalms. Chalms doesn't speak. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows about Chalms. Let's move on. Thank you. Done with it. Don't want to talk about it, girl. Well, yesterday, Chalms, the mischievous tot he is, got into Daddy Pastor Andrew's secret cabinet and swallowed a fistful of p- My medicine. Story medicine. Important story medicine. Yeah, he's as sick as a wax child can be. You can see his curious organs turning. Not good. No, sir. Yuck. He doesn't speak for but this high-pitched whistle and hasn't stopped making it. Really getting on my nerves. Wish I had some story medicine right now! So we're holding the service for Chalms. We're going to hear a story from the Apocrypha of Season 1, new to most of you, and old friend to others. Because Chalms wants it. But more importantly, we will also share our petitions on Chalms' behalf. Sister Callista, please. The
1: response is... Story bless the boy. May Sholmes feel better, both in body and in soul, for his theft from Pastor Andrew. Story bless the boy. May Sholmes, once he is better, get a job in the service industry so he can pay Pastor Andrew the full cost of his, um... His medicine, which is so expensive because it comes from a place called America, Sorry, nice may Devon clean up the stains. Shelm's illness did spread upon the high pile carpet in Pastor Andrews' um uh, um medicine den. It, it it really sunk in there, and it smells like dirt and condoms. Story, now the response is, O oh, story, spread that sweet shalms with the grease of prudence, knowledge, and physical health. May we be afraid of shalms. O oh,
2: story, spread that
0: sweet shalms with the grease of prudence, knowledge, and physical health. <laughs> oh, yuck, Oh, yuck, story. <laughs> I'm sorry everyone, I just hate hearing about Chalms. <laughs> the stuff he does, just ugh. No one else is bothered by him? Really? No one. Heh. <laughs> Guess I'm alone in that. Alright, let's get on with the
2: story. Brother Reed. A reading from the book of not revelations. A story written by Chest Rappaport, titled Goats and Sheep. The final fight between good and evil was no contest, and the Lord triumphed over the Antichrist as it was written. Why the Antichrist never took an interest in reading is beyond me, especially a book written about him, a popular book too. If there was a book written about me, I can't guarantee I would enjoy it, but I would read it, You know, no question. You have to be aware of perceptions. No one was surprised when the serpent fell, but we all cheered. It was like wrestling in that way, I guess. I was among the billions left after the rapture. I wasn't always an awesome guy. But my heart had turned to the Lord by sure degrees in the trial period. How could you not? God wasn't the one poking us with hot irons. God wasn't the one spreading fire and disease and aggressive rock music. I had never found favor with the Lord before, but joining the flock was exceptionally fulfilling. I liked the community. I liked the conversations and just the whole vibe we had. We were the Lord's sheep, never his goats, because unlike a certain antichrist, we knew what happens to them. God was smaller than I thought. Still big, still, you you know, God but I admittedly wanted to be impressed more. He's probably 20, 25 feet tall, larger than any person I've ever seen, but smaller than most buildings. Smaller than dinosaurs for sure. Whatever, can't judge a book and all that. He was shiny, I'll give him that. I chided myself, this is what happens when you build up on realistic expectations. I reevaluated, don't get in your head, just enjoy it man. The Lord sat over the chasm of the world, split open to unleash the fury of hell, sitting on the edge of his throne, all prepped for the hour of judgment. He was dressed in a simple white, flowing robe. He knew what the people wanted. No one said anything about the stains on the robe. What had he been eating? Barbecue? Was this the best he had to wear? I had been dodging demons and pestilences the last thousand years, yet even I had a pleat in my slacks and starch on my shirt. Again though, God, you can't let appearances determine your devotion. After all he had done for us. God coughed into a balled up fist and then everything went quiet. All us flock could feel it in our bones, judgment. I looked over to Lucifer's army of devoted humans and demons and nearly felt bad for him. I understand you gotta dance with the date you came with, but the Lord wasn't a bad guy. He won't blame you for switching sides, not that anyone tried. We all knew where we stood, and darn it, we were going through with it. A trumpet blared, deafening and otherworldly, but still very much a trumpet. Trumpets transcend. God's arms, each as long as a Jeep Cherokee, raised high into the air, held together like he glued them or something. Then, the left hand swept to the side, and with invisible force, the armies of evil and their followers were swept over the chasm of the worlds, just floating there. No one cheered, but we all wanted to. The goats divided from the sheep. It was happening. We knew we were the sheep, but seeing it happen for real was a welcome sigh of relief. My anxiety shivered up my spine and left out the top of my hat. You are the goats, the Lord said to the masses floating over the scorching chasm, voice more on the tenor side than I'd prefer. You are also the sheep who do not love me enough, I spit out the lukewarm. I spit out the too hot as well, which is also you. Goats, you have been judged. With that, the masses of evil fell into the chasm, screaming, crying, setting on fire. It was cool to see, and again, very happy to stand where I was. This was probably what it felt to be like on the winning side of a Super Bowl, watching the losers, just pouting there. It was a real high. God's right hand swept over to us faithful, and with invisible force we were taken away from the chasm, and good thing, after the evil fell in, it started stinking, something fierce. A twist of his thumb and forefinger, and we were stretched into a single file line, all a sheep arranged proper. Now, my devoted flock, is your time, he said with a wink, and it made me feel good, I admit it. Ahead, I could see gates, not pearly like I would hope, but gates nonetheless steel, a little rebar, enough to form a border. Don't want people hopping the fence, I guess. Thank you for your devotion, the Lord said to us. I really appreciate it. I have loved you all since before you were born, and I will always love you. You are my sheep. The line started moving, and a big whoop started through the crowd. We were all so pumped. Heaven! A little chant of sheep, sheep, sheep started, and I repeated it well after the crowd gave it up. It's hard not to be excited, you know? A thousand years of torment, done. The judgment, made. Now it was time for the rewards I'd been hearing about. I didn't know what heaven would be like, but I'd probably get my dick sucked, that much for sure. There were maybe 15 people ahead of me now, all in meager clothing, heads bowed down, really nailing the tone. I couldn't keep my eyes down. I was jumping with energy. It was all so close. I don't think I heard the screams from beyond the gates. Not at first, anyway. Only three people are ahead now, and as number three walked through the gates, I tried to peek through, see what was waiting. I was always the kid who looked for Christmas presents before Christmas, who always spilled a secret with little prompting, so this was typical me. Number three was Dominican priest, and after he passed the gates, he turned to the rest of us flock waiting and gave a big thumbs up. What a guy. I heard his scream soon after, but by that point everyone was whooping and hooting. Everyone has their own way to be excited, I figured. Anyway, it was my turn. See you on the other side, I said to the girl waiting in line next to me. And with a healthy strut, I marched through the gates of heaven. It didn't smell good, but everything was so bright that it was an impressive sight enough. Then the gates closed and the line disappeared. I was in. Boy, it really was bright. I felt disoriented. Where was everyone? The scream escaped my mouth before I knew what was happening. It's an automatic response when the hook pierces your Achilles tendons, or so I've been told. All I knew was one moment I was standing there on my feet, the next my feet were dangling over my head, joined by a hook, and it hurt. What's the deal, I tried to ask, but before I could, a chunk of gears whirred, and I was whipped down a white fluorescent noisy corridor. It's hard to make out the world upside down, but I could see large devices of electric whirring and crimson splattered chrome all weighed in the head. I wasn't sure what they did until the first one whirred a stinging blade into my chest and split me from groin to ribs. Guck! I whimpered, then ugh and oomph as a gloved hand reached inside and pulled out my unnecessary organs. My bladder splashed into a black plastic bag with all the other bladders, and my intestines were strung up on hooks near other dripping guts. I got a look at who pulled out my innards, and it was a glowing man, fully nude but with no genitals. An angel, I marveled, my first angel. I whizzed down the line, still conscious. Next, blades entered my back and carved out my buttocks. By this time, I was really screaming, loud too. What was this all about? I was upset, but more than anything, I was confused. It wouldn't be so bad if they would at least tell us what was happening. I looked for a sign, but unless they hung it upside down, it really wouldn't do me much good, now would it? Finally, a device sheared a wire under my scalp like a cheese cutter and slicked my hair off my skull in one jagged motion. Oof, I gasped. The hooks in my ankles swung me to the end of the line, where another angel slit my ankles gathered my still-conscious husk and rubber-gloved arms, and dumped my gutsless body in a pile with others. They were groaning and squirming, which made them much more uncomfortable. Hey, I begged of the angel, what's all this? The angel gave me a quizzical look, then laughed at my naivete. You're the sheep, he grinned. What, you think that's just an expression? With that, he sighed and returned to his work, slitting ankles and piling bods. Soon, my vision was blocked by the remaining flocks stacked atop me. Some of them surprised his eye, others just peeved. I just felt gullible, all things considered. I felt that way right until the pile, far below, rumbled and the pile slipped down, body by body, into the thrashing blades, grinding our remains into bone meal. Oh, Brad, I thought to myself, You really goobered this one up. Later that night, in the cool air of the Lord's dining room, the Lord tucked a napkin into his robe and sharpened his knife against his fork. He had been judging all day and had built up an appetite. It was always such a long process. He cracked open a brew and let the satisfaction of hard work settle in. He had earned it today, and if Mrs. God had a problem with one stinking beer, well, she could buzz off. He didn't necessarily enjoy slaughter, but it's why he made the humans, wasn't it? It felt good to raise a flock, to love a flock, and be loved by it. He gathered a bite on a massive fork, a bush of steamed cauliflower, a wheelbarrow of rice, and a whole leg of human mutton, and fed it into his hungry mouth. He chomped his teeth, each one as large as a playing card, into the flesh of his hard earned crop. He exhaled at the succulents. Whoever said it was right, meat tastes better when you know where it came from. The The story must be told.
0: Congregation. I don't even want to think about this, but let's say Chalms passes away. Let's say Chalms goes to his great reward. He's at the story's pearly gates, even though there is no afterlife, it's a myth, the story is the only truth, and we are eternal with the story, yada yada yada. What would Chalms see? Would he see the loving hand of Brother Reed? Would he see the spiteful eye of Sister Callista? Would he see me completely grossed the fuck out in the back of a Ford Taurus, begging the driver to drive away? Devin, honk honk, beep beep, get me out of here. I'm not going to Chalm's heaven because Chalm's heaven is my hell, and I feel like I'm in hell, because I hate chalms, they love chalms, everyone here looks like they love chalms, and it makes me feel like I'm going nuts. You know, maybe maybe I could use some of my story medicine. It's not modern medicine, we don't use modern medicine. Because the story doesn't like modern medicine, I just need my story medicine because my story medicine calms me down. It makes me feel better. No, no, oh, hold on, I still have another thing to say. No, 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 no. it's okay. I, listen, let me do this, let me do this. Let me go, let me go. Choms. Choms, save
1: Thank you for listening to The Story Must Be Told, and I'm four people. We're proud to be hosted on the last podcast network. Yeah, I'm four people, and now we're mating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm eight. People. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at T S M B T Pod. These eight people started mating because mommy likes mating, especially with selves And now I'm an orchestra of me, but we aren't done mating. We have merchandise available for you, and half of me, over 800 healthy, special, fresh ones. Yeah, wants to tell you about the crow crow shirt. Yeah, yeah. Here's that half. There's a crow croa shirt. And yeah, it says plump on it, just like we fucking knew you wanted it to say. Oh, but they made the other half of me furious because they were team the story must be told shirt, which has our cryptic symbol and it looks like a bish it's secret. And now, Team Crow Crow a shirt has picked up rocks and fragments of antelope bones. They've learned how to use weapons against the people they once were. We'll be back next week when half of people have discovered farming and, incidentally,
0: driven the other half to extinction. Wandering our parking lot. Parking lot.
1: <laughs> a
0: parking lot, here. <laughs> a parking lot. Don't forget your motor car. The story must be told.